0: Ross Pelton is not just a pharmacist, he is internationally known as a natural pharmacist. Now, it doesn't get better than that. He's on the editorial board of some very well known and famous magazines and organizations and Life Extension. And I just want to say to Ross, thank you from the bottom of my heart, Ross, for taking the time today
1: for being here. Well, you're welcome, Dr. Rogers. Uh, it's really an honor me to be with you and to be able to share information with your audience, so I'm very happy to be here.
0: Now, some people know you very well because you've been a guest on Parkinson's Recovery Radio before, but some people don't. Could you just say a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. I'm happy to. Uh, I initially was a pharmacist uh, for my professional career, but in uh, 1980, I had a life-changing event that got me very interested in health. Up until that time, I was pretty much a standard American diet, fast food kind of guy. But in 1980, I got introduced to yoga, and through yoga, I met people who were reading health books and health magazines and health newsletters, and they ate healthy and they exercised regularly. And um, So my exposure to people in yoga got me exposed to health-oriented literature. And with my background in medicine and science and pharmacy, um, I just started to soak up all of the literature on health-related studies, and it just all made sense, and it's been making sense ever since. So uh, for the last 40 years or so, I have somewhere between passionately and maybe even neurotically been (laughs) chasing after all of this health information, and it just gets deeper and deeper and more and more fascinating. So that's my total commitment and and my professional mission in life to educate people about uh, about basic fundamental facts of of health. And one of the cartoons I use to lead off a lot of my lectures on life extension and anti-aging, the cartoon says life is the only game in which the object of the game is to learn the rules. So there's some very fundamental rules of health that are critical if you want to lead a healthy lifestyle and have a healthy aging process. And unfortunately, many of us did not have good role models and good teachers when it comes to health. So that's what I do. I I teach uh, many of these basic fundamental rules of health in many different ways in books and podcasts and seminars that I teach and so forth. And um, I brand myself as the natural pharmacist. I I have many different programs on natural therapies for different uh, types of health problems. And today we're going to talk uh, about two basic topics. Um, Our topics today, one is pulsed electromagnetic frequencies and the whole industry of pulsed electromagnetic frequency medical devices. And our second topic, I'll dive into drug-induced nutrient depletions, um, I believe I'm probably the world's leading expert on that topic because I've written two books on the topic, and I spend a good deal of time speaking at medical conferences with pharmacists and medical doctors and other healthcare care professionals, teaching them about the nutrients that are depleted by the drugs that they're prescribing or by the drugs that people are taking. And oftentimes, people develop these nutritional depletions or deficiencies, and then they develop additional health symptoms. And then they go to the doctor and get another drug, when actually they just need to know what nutritional supplements they should take to counteract some of these symptoms and even make the drugs work better. So that's a little background about me. Uh, Just in general, uh, for the last 40 years, Dr. Rogers, I've been fascinated and and very interested in the science and technology of anti-aging and life extension and uh, that's what I like to share with people. So I'm happy to dive into our different topics today and uh, share a bunch of information that I hope will help people have a, a healthier outcome. So there we go.
0: And what better resource than Ross Pelton, who knows all about medications and who is an expert on all of these wonderful natural therapies that are making such a big difference to so, so many millions of individuals. So... Ross, could you first talk some about this technology that has a rather long and complicated name, Pulsed Electromagnetic Frequency. It's when you do research searches on studies. That's P-E-M-F. And just as a heads-up to those of you in the class, what Ross and I decided is we're, he basically is going to cover the principles of this very specific technology so that you have a good grounding on what it's all about. He's not going to go into any depth on any recommended choice, though he does have, and I have a recommendation for a choice that you might want to seriously consider. But for this class, what we want to do is to make sure that everybody has a good grounding on what this new particular option and technology does and how it can benefit you to be able to get more mileage out of your medication. So, Ross, I hand over the column to you.
1: All right, Dr. Rogers, thank you. So, yes, to all of our our listeners out there, um, post electromagnetic frequencies and post electromagnetic frequency devices, medical devices, are a fascinating, relatively new area of uh, medicine and health. Actually, there's over 10,000 articles and 2,000 clinical trials that have been published on pulsed electromagnetic frequencies and, and these healing devices. But it's not so well known in the United States. Um, let me go back and just give you a little overview and a little history. Actually, um, for over 2,000 years, um, there's references in medical textbooks about electromagnetic frequencies and the use of electricity in healing. The Chinese physicians apparently use lodestones, which are naturally magnetized minerals, on acupuncture points. And around 400 B.C., Hippocrates, who is reportedly the father of medicine, in his writings he was talking about using magnets and lodestones to treat headaches, so um, pulsed electromagnetic frequency medical devices are used widely in Europe these days. There's over 4,000 European hospitals and clinics that are using pulsed electromagnetic frequency metal de- medical devices on a daily basis. Um, they really do exert some uh, significant healing benefits. It's not so well known here in the United States because for decades the Food and Drug Administration impeded progress and proliferation of information about these PEMF medical devices. Uh, But now it's starting to come to light. So this whole industry, the PEMF industry in the United States, is starting to be more well-known, and there's more companies coming online and more PEMF medical devices being uh, advertised all the time because these devices really do work. They do provide substantial health benefits, so there's a lot of companies that want to get into the market. So there's a lot of competition, um, and everybody's saying their equipment is the best and so forth. So uh, just realize that the Internet is a rich source of information, but it's also a rich source of misinformation. So um, just want to let you know that this is a pretty competitive field out there. But to give you a little background on how and why this new industry of pulsed electromagnetic frequency medical devices is working and what it does, I want to back up a little bit and just uh, tell you that there are really two primary systems in humans. We have biochemical systems, which we're mostly familiar with, nutrients and proteins and enzymes and neurotransmitters, all your vitamins and minerals and amino acids and so forth. And that's what the medical profession is primarily um, aware of and focused on, the biochemical aspect of health and how they can influence that. But we are also bioelectrical human beings. We all operate on electrical energy. There's nerve impulses and a membrane potential on every cell in the body, and and our microcapillary blood flow is regulated by electrical pulsations. And uh, when free radicals are produced and your antioxidant nutrients neutralize a free radical, it's done electrically, the um, antioxidant nutrient will sacrifice one of its electrons to neutralize the free radical and in doing so, the antioxidant nutrient changes its electrical charge and it's no longer active, but it saved your life or it saved the life of one of your cells. And so all of these things, this bioelectrical part of our system is very, very important. And for most of my professional career, I was focused on the biochemical aspect of our beings. But since I got involved in pulsed electromagnetic frequencies and these new types of medical healing devices, I started to look deeper into the bioelectrical part of our system, and it's just a fascinating area, and and it has great relevance to health and healing. So that's what we're talking about today, and um, there's a lot of um, concern that people have about the detrimental health effects of being exposed to electromagnetic fields. I want to differentiate between the pulsed electromagnetic frequencies that we're using in the PEMF devices and the electromagnetic fields that can be damaging to your health. The electromagnetic fields that are damaging are in the megahertz and gigahertz range. Very, very high frequencies like cell phone towers and and your modems and um, cell phones themselves and electrical devices like your microwave oven and your hair dryer and so forth. Very high frequencies that can be damaged when you're in close proximity to them. However, the... Electromagnetic frequencies that are being used in PEMF medical devices are very low level, Um, and it's important to realize that the Earth has a natural magnetic field around 25 to 65 microteslas. Now, I'm not an electrical engineer, so I, I don't understand in depth the meaning of these electromagnetic terms, terms that are used by electricians, but microteslas is the way they measure um, the strength of a magnetic field. The Earth has a natural magnetic field, so we are naturally exposed to these low-level electromagnetic frequencies every single day. And the PEMF medical devices that Dr. Roberts and I are discussing with you today are using frequencies that are low level in the range of Earth's natural electromagnetic frequency fields. So this is not something that's really weird and and very strange. For example, prescription drugs are, are different. They're not natural to the human body, and that's why they have side effects. But these electromagnetic frequencies that we use are not abnormal. They are within the natural field that humans are exposed to all the time. I want to suggest that because we are bioelectrical beings, that the human um, biofield, the human electromagnetic energy, should be part of all medical healing protocols, not just addressing uh, medical and health problems biochemically, but also bioenergetically. And so that's what's happening with these pulsed electromagnetic frequency medical devices. Um, To give you a little visual representation, these PEMF devices, many of them are yoga-like mats that you lie on, and the device will send these pulsed electromagnetic frequencies into your body, and those pulsed electromagnetic frequencies do a number of things. First, and maybe most importantly, they cause the microcapillaries in your body to increase their rate of pulsation. It's called vasomotion. And when these pulsed electromagnetic frequencies increase the rate of vasomotion in your microcapillaries, and by the way, you have over 70,000 miles of microcapillaries in your body. So the pulsed electromagnetic frequencies are increasing the rate of pulsation of your microcapillaries, and the net result is there's a dramatic increase in the delivery of oxygen and nutrients to all the cells of your body. And so this is where the health benefit of these pulsed electromagnetic frequency medical devices comes in. When you have a session on a PEMF medical device, every cell in your body is starting to get more blood supply, more oxygen, more nutrients, and also you're increasing the rate of uh, removal of cellular waste products, your detoxification. So over time, everything starts to work better when all of your cells start to get more oxygen and more nutrients and better detoxification. So that's really one of the, the real important aspects of Uh, delivering pulsed electromagnetic frequencies to the body. Um, Another thing I want to mention, that in addition to improving your circulation, these pulsed electromagnetic frequencies also stimulate your bones to build stronger new bone growth. We know that things like osteoporosis uh, uh, and the thinning of bones over time is a very serious and widespread health problem in the United States. And especially if people can't exercise regularly and get what we call weight-bearing exercise, you don't get the stimulation that creates stronger bones. Well, with these pulsed electromagnetic frequency medical devices, you are stimulating the cells in the bone. They're called osteoblasts you are stimulating the osteoblasts to create new, stronger bone. And the history of this discovery, um, pulsed electromagnetic frequencies stimulating bone growth, was actually discovered by an orthopedic surgeon back in the late 1970s and early 1980s. His name was Dr. Robert Becker. And now, actually, Dr. Becker is referred to as the father of bioelectric medicine. So back in the late 70s and early 80s, Dr. Becker was playing around with salamanders and electromagnetic fields. If you tear the tail off a salamander, the tail will regrow. Dr. Becker put these electromagnetic fields around the salamander after the tail was removed, and it dramatically accelerated the regrowth of the tail. So since he's an orthopedic orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Becker had access to patients that have what they call in the orthopedic medical field non-union fractures. These are people that have a broken bone, and it goes for six months, nine months, 12 months, a long time without healing. Dr. Becker started to apply electromagnetic frequencies around these troublesome non-union fractures, and the electromagnetic frequencies stimulated new bone growth so that these troublesome non-union fractures all of a sudden started to suddenly get new bone growth and heal relatively quickly. And so now in the orthopedic medical field, it's well recognized that electromagnetic frequencies will dramatically accelerate the healing of fractures. Another important point I want to make, another one of the real health benefits of pulsed electromagnetic frequency medical devices, is that you get more energy. Many people, after they spend eight minutes on a, uh, one of these biomats, these electromagnetic, pulsed electromagnetic frequency mats that deliver the frequencies into your body, After eight minutes, they finish a session and they say, wow, I feel like I have more energy. Well, you actually do have more energy because every cell in your body has just received a significant increase in blood supply, oxygen, and more nutrients. And the particular device that Dr. Roberts and I recommend There's a human clinical trial with this device where humans who use this particular brand of pulsed electromagnetic frequency device uh, were using the equipment twice a day for three weeks. At the end of three weeks, the volunteers that were using the PEMF device compared to controls had an 18% increase in what we call mitochondrial ATP energy production. Now, that might be a a mouthful of biochemistry dictionary words there for you, so let me explain this briefly. Mitochondria are the little, uh, they call them organelles inside every cell, small little organs within the cell that are responsible for producing energy. So mitochondria are kind of like the energy-producing centers within every cell in your body. And every cell has lots of these little mitochondria. Um, For example, muscle cells, and the heart cell in in particular, have thousands and thousands of these little mitochondria in every cell. And this is because muscle cells are so energy-demanding They have to have more mitochondria to be able to produce more energy. And the heart muscle is the most energy-demanding muscle in your entire body, beating for every second of every minute of every day without a rest, hopefully. So when you start delivering more oxygen to the cells, and these mitochondria have more oxygen available to them, the mitochondria take oxygen and convert it into what's called ATP, which stands for adenosine triphosphate. And ATP is really the currency of energy in every cell of the body. Every single chemical reaction in the body requires ATP energy. And so when you increase the blood flow to the cells and the cells get more oxygen and the mitochondria have more oxygen available, you get an increase in energy. In the human clinical trial I just mentioned, the volunteers using this PEMF medical device twice a day for 3 3 weeks got an 18% increase in ATP energy production so you do have more energy after using these devices and one thing i like to emphasize is that all medical conditions and all types of injury require more energy for healing so if you for example get a a bad uh, bruise, where you've got tissue damage, you need to have more energy in those cells in order to accomplish the healing. And the more energy you can get produced and available to those cells, the faster the healing will take place. Let me move on to the next uh, health benefit of PEMF medical devices that I want to discuss with you. And this is really pretty pronounced for many people. When you do these PEMF sessions, there's a substantial decrease in levels of pain and inflammation throughout the entire body. So it doesn't make any difference where you have pain and where you have um, inflammation and discomfort. These medical devices are pretty effective for many people at reducing levels of pain and inflammation. And here, I'd like to share my personal experience um, with these devices. Back in 2017, I developed from pretty severe low back pain. And when I had an MRI, I found out that my L3, L4, and L4, L5 vertebrae in my back were totally pinched off. So I was getting a tremendous amount of nerve pain. Um, In December of 2017, I was taking pain medications, these opioid, narcotic pain medications, every three or four hours to keep my pain under control. In December 2017, I was attending the American Association of Anti-Aging Medicine Conference in Las Vegas. A friend of mine introduced me to a man who had a booth that was um, giving free sessions of these Pulsed electromagnetic frequency medical devices. I had a session, an eight-minute session, at 11 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't take another pain medication until I went to bed at 11 o'clock at night. Now, it didn't totally um, relieve my pain, but I would say that there was about a 70 75% reduction in the level of my pain, so I was able to get by without taking additional pain medications. So that got my attention right away, and I went out, purchased one of these machines. I had my back surgery in the end of December 2017, and I started using this device twice a day, every day, religiously, and my surgeon was astounded at the speed and rate of my recovery from my surgery. I now consider myself totally recovered. I'm back in the gym doing heavy exercise and workouts, and my back feels strong and, and just fine. So that's my personal um, experience with uh, initially expo- my initial exposure to these pulsed electromagnetic frequency healing devices, significant reduction of pain and inflammation. Another thing I'd like to mention, another benefit of, of these devices we're talking about today And I think this really is an important issue for all Parkinson's disease patients to be aware of. That has to do with exercise. It's well established that exercise is one of the most critical aspects of creating and maintaining health over time. You have to exercise regularly in order to have a good level of health and a healthy aging process. And for many people with Parkinson's disease, um, you are not able to exercise regularly, or at least not very uh, intensely. And it's the same for many other people with different types of disabilities, people that are paraplegics and quadriplegics or have been in different accidents and have surgeries where you can't exercise Well, if you do these pulsed electromagnetic frequency sessions and get this increased circulation and greater blood supply and delivery of oxygen and nutrients to all the cells of your body, you're kind of compensating for exercise. You're not able to physically exercise very intensely. But with the PEMF sessions on these medical devices, you're kind of doing an end run around exercise. And I will never stop advocating and, um, and in impressing people about the importance of exercise. But for people who cannot exercise, it's really important to do something like these PEMF sessions that will stimulate circulation and bring more oxygen and more nutrients to your cells, which will really help every cell in your body function better. Another topic, another one of the benefits that I talk about has to do with cognitive function and cognitive performance. Many people, as they reach middle age and and beyond, start to be more and more concerned about their memory or loss of their memory, their cognitive function, And it just makes sense. More oxygen to the brain is kind of a no-brainer. We know that that's going to help. And a lot of the problems with um, declining memory has to do with reduced circulation to the brain due to clogged arteries and stiff arteries that don't pulsate and contract the way they should. Um, So another benefit of the pulsed electromagnetic frequency medical devices is, is over time, Improving cognition and slowing down the rate of brain aging. Now, I'd like to shift gears and go into some of the medical aspects of these pulsed electromagnetic frequency uh, machines, and I talk about the human clinical trials that have been conducted with these PEMF medical devices. In terms of pain um, and pain management, There have been studies published, human clinical trials, on osteoarthritis, on shoulder impingement syndrome, um, where you have uh, things like rotator cuff injuries and um, various types of situations that are causing um, shoulder pain. Uh, Low back pain is a big one. Lots of people have low back pain, and it's just one of the most common types of pain as people grow older. So these are some of the pain conditions that have been studied and reported in human clinical trials. The next category are neurological symptoms. And here we have multiple sclerosis and also Parkinson's disease where human clinical trials have been published. Cancer is a big one. Um, Cancer is a situation where the cellular metabolism has gone awry. Healthy cells metabolize with oxygen Cancer metabolism is a situation where the cellular metabolic processes have shifted from oxygen to an anaerobic type of situation or anaerobic type of metabolism that uses glucose instead of oxygen. So if you can oxygenate the cells, you're going to kind of shift and encourage cellular metabolism to shift back to oxygen-based metabolism, which is the healthy type of cellular metabolism. There are some studies with hyperbaric oxygen chambers and cancer. Um, that's where people get in a chamber and they're exposed to oxygen under several atmospheres of pressure, so it forces more oxygen into the cells. Now, that's reportedly a, a good um, therapy for cancer patients, but that uh, hyperbaric oxygen is time-consuming and expensive. But if you get one of these pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices, you can do a session twice a day every day getting more oxygen delivered to all of your cells and do it twice a day every day, seven days a week um, for the rest of your life and also for your wife and your family and so forth. So over time, these pulsed electromagnetic frequencies are really quite um, cost effective when compared to something like the hyperbaric oxygen therapies. A friend of mine just recently had a session uh, or a a program of 20 hyperbaric oxygen sessions, which cost him um, $4,000. He went five times a week for four weeks, 20 sessions for $4,000. For not much more than that, you can get these pulsed electromagnetic frequency medical devices. And use them as I said, twice a day, every day, for yourself and your wife and or your your spouse and your family. Another important medical benefit that's being documented: there's an eye doctor that is photographing the eyes of his patients who are using PEMF medical devices. He's documenting reversal in macular degeneration. So this is pretty. Pretty big story here. And in addition to documenting the reversal of macular degeneration, many of his patients are also experiencing improved vision as documented by one or two lines of improvement on the standard vision charts. Um, Next medical situation I want to talk about, has to do with um, metabolic syndrome and type 2 diabetes, which is an absolute epidemic in this country and becoming worse rapidly worldwide. People with diabetes have a greater risk to a wide range of secondary problems. They get diabetic ulcers. They have peripheral neuropathy, greater um, incidence of blindness, and more frequent problems with limbs that need to be amputated. All of these secondary problems are problems of poor microvascular circulation or poor microcapillary circulation. This is where Beamer, or as the uh, post-electromagnetic frequency devices, excel they dramatically increase circulation so that things like diabetic ulcers and peripheral neuropathy heal very quickly. And along with things like diabetic ulcers, just wound healing in general responds very quickly to these pulsed electromagnetic frequency healing devices. Um, If you'd like to access a study that has been done on post-electromagnetic frequency benefits for Parkinson's disease patients. I want to repeat this again slowly so that you all get it, and if you want to jot down a note about this so you'll be able to look up on your own, and probably Dr. Rogers will put this in the show notes also. But this is specifically a study on Parkinson's disease patients where pulsed electromagnetic frequencies provided specific benefits to PD patients. So if you want to access this study, just go to your computer and in your search bar, do a Google search for the terms PEMF, Parkinson's disease, and YouTube. That will bring up the study and allow you to review and, and read the study that's titled Mechanisms and therapeutic applications of electromagnetic therapy in Parkinson's disease. And this particular study was published in the journal Behavioral and Brain Functions in September 7, 2015. So it's a fairly recent study. So if I, I'm going to just continue down the, um, this line of thought here and talk about uh, specifically how and where and when these post-electromagnetic frequencies have been approved for use in Parkinson's disease patients. In October of 2008, the FDA approved PEMF therapies for the treatment of major depressive order, for major depression in Parkinson's disease patients who failed to improve with high-dose antidepressants. Now, to begin with, I'm not a great fan of antidepressants. In fact, I have a four-and-a-half-hour um, podcast uh, PowerPoint educational program available online that is Natural Therapies for Depression and Anxiety. And I think there are lots of medical problems and side effects associated with antidepressants and anti-anxiety drugs so it's interesting to me that the FDA went ahead and approved PEMF medical devices for use in Parkinson's disease patients who have failed treatment with major um, antidepressants and regular antidepressant therapy at high dosages. One thing I want to mention in relationship to Parkinson's disease patients and depression. And we'll get into this in more detail in the second half of our program here when I'm talking about drug-induced nutrient depletions, which we're actually going to talk about pretty quickly here. But um, some of the nutrient depletions caused by Parkinson's disease drugs are creating nutrient depletions that increase the risk that you will become depressed. So the nutrient depletions caused by things like L-DOPA are creating nutrient depletions that um, inhibit your body's ability to produce the neurotransmitters that are required for um, healthy brain functioning and related to moods and memory and emotions and so forth. So this is all tied in together. Um, Next point I want to make, pulsed electromagnetic frequency therapy improves Parkinson's disease symptoms. There are studies that have documented that PD patients, using pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices have a reduction in the amount of tremors they exhibit, and their slowness of movement and their difficulty in walking is improved. So there are some other significant symptoms that are really um, shown to be a benefit in some of the patients who are using PEMF, uh, these medical devices. And one of the things I want to stress and really make a big point of, these post-electromagnetic frequency medical devices are safe. There's no side effects to be um, concerned about. And they are effective. They are effective. They do produce a wide range of health benefits, and they can be used safely at home. Um, I said that they're safe. Um, They really are safe, but some people can experience minor side effects, and I think the minor side effects just have to do with your body detoxifying, which in reality is a good thing, But the, and the side effects I'm referring here to are very minor, a little bit of queasiness, a little upset stomach, or maybe a little bit of a headache or something. But there's no serious side effects, and, and the people that do experience some of these mild symptoms, it's really just a, a verification that your body's starting to throw off some of these toxins in your cleansing and making some health improvements over time. And so, the big thing that I, I want to stress here is that um, the health improvements that are able to be produced by using pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices it improves your quality of life. Now that's a really big, big um, consideration here. Um, There are really many different types of health problems that respond favorably to these PEMF um, medical devices, but because of FDA regulations and limitations, we cannot promote these devices as a therapy for any disease or any medical condition. All we can say is that these PEMF medical devices stimulate circulation to increase blood flow so you get more oxygen and more nutrients to all your cells, better removal of waste materials and detoxification. It does stimulate the growth of new bone, but we don't claim it as a therapy for osteoporosis, but I've gone through a number of benefits that um, these devices are able to provide. Virtually all medical conditions respond favorably because everything in the body starts to work better when all your cells start to get more oxygen and more nutrients and improve detoxification. So that's kind of the, the end of my summary of, Uh, going through these pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices. um, And I want to emphasize that um, although because of some um, FDA restrictions and and, uh, company restrictions, Dr. Rogers and I are not able to really promote a specific brand name product in today's podcast. However, we do have a preferred brand name product. And for those of you that are listening who are intrigued and want to learn more about this topic of pulsed electromagnetic frequency healing devices, please follow up and contact us because we will send you additional information on the brand of device that we feel really is the number one device in this industry of PEMF medical devices. That said, now I'm going to move into part two in our um, discussion today. I'm going to talk about the topic of drug-induced nutrient depletions. Now I think I'm, as I mentioned, I think earlier in my introduction, the, the world's leading expert in this topic. I've produced, uh, I've written two books on this topic. Uh, the first book I wrote is titled The Drug-Induced Nutrient Depletion Handbook, and this is a basically a reference book for pharmacists and physicians and other uh, medical professionals. The second book we wrote is called uh, The uh, Nutritional Aspect of Drugs and, and it gets into the basic nutrient depletions in more detail, um, more explanation for the general public about the health problems associated with nutrient depletions, but what I want to focus on today are the nutrient depletions caused by Parkinson's disease drugs. So to begin with, uh, L-DOPA, levodopa is the primary drug used in Parkinson's disease. I know you're all familiar with it. And so one of the um, areas of nutrient depletions that are caused by L-DOPA uh, creates an imbalance of electrolytes. There are studies documenting the fact that people taking L-DOPA, and also in animal models, there's an increased excretion of sodium and potassium. And this can create electrolyte imbalances that can result in uh, blood pressure problems. It's called orthostatic hypertension. So when you stand up quickly, you have low blood pressure, you get dizzy. Sometimes people fall over, pass out. And also can create increased uh, risks for people that have congestive heart failure Uh, or kidney dysfunction. Those are the the nutrient depletions of sodium and potassium associated with levodopa. Another, um, I think, fairly significant uh, area of nutrient depletions with L-DOPA, they find out that patients who are using L-DOPA have a depletion of vitamin B6, B12, and folate. Now, these three B vitamins... Are very important for a lot of different reasons, but one of the main reasons is that these are the nutrients that metabolize a substance called homocysteine. And if you have elevated homocysteine, you have an elevated risk to a wide range of health problems increased uh, bone destruction, increased in things like Alzheimer's disease, uh, increase in um, all sorts of cardiovascular problems. So elevated homocysteine is a really serious um, health risk. It accelerates your aging process, and B6, B12, and folate are depleted by L-DOPA, which means that Parkinson's disease patients are at greater risk for depletion of B6, B12, and folate. However, the one caution I want to make here, there's a real... Um, kind of a confounding issue with vitamin B6. And that's the fact that if people who are taking L-DOPA start taking vitamin B6, it can actually lower your blood supply or your blood plasma level of L-DOPA, which can make your symptoms worse. So I don't want to suggest that people should start taking vitamin B6 without consulting your physician. Uh, B12 and folate, that's a different issue. You can certainly take supplemental B12 and folate, and I think it will actually be advantageous. But caution cautioning everybody very strongly about B6, even though L-DOPA does deplete B6, if you take it as a supplement, you can make things worse because it can lower your blood level of the medication L-DOPA and exacerbate your symptoms. Another area in the nutrient depletions caused by L-DOPA <clears throat> turns out that um, scientists have found that L-DOPA also depletes a number of Im- amino acids like tryptophan and tyrosine and 5-HTP, um, methionine, cysteine, um, glutathione, and SAMI, which is F-adenosylmethionine, all of these sulfur-containing amino acids are depleted, or at least at a lower level, in people who are using L-DOPA. And earlier, I talked about depression in Parkinson's disease patients. Well, here's the link between L-DOPA in Parkinson's disease patients and greater incidence of depression. Because the L-DOPA is creating a depletion of the amino acids like tryptophan and tyrosine, which are the precursors for the neurotransmitters, serotonin and dopamine and norepinephrine. And these neurotransmitters control and regulate your, your moods and your emotions and your mental states and so forth. And so the depletion of these neurotransmitters by L-DOPA increases the likelihood that you will experience depression. Um, <clears throat> and there are some studies showing that uh, people who are taking L-DOPA, if they take these amino acids, um, it does improve situations somewhat. Um <clears throat> now, there are many other Parkinson's disease drugs, uh, but there are not studies on nutrient depletions associated with many of the PD drugs. And I actually find this situation a lot. There are many drugs on the market where there just have not been any studies to look into or document whether or not there are nutrient depletions associated with those drugs. And the reason, I think, that many of these drugs haven't been studied is the fact that the pharmaceutical companies are the people, the companies that have tremendous financial resources, but they are not going to contribute their money to fund a study that tells you and me that their drug is causing nutrient depletions. So a lot of these studies just don't get done because the people that have the greatest financial capability to fund studies are not interested in doing so because it would reflect badly on their drug and their bottom-line profitability. If I could wave my magic wand, I would love to have the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, mandate that part of the new drug approval process would require pharmaceutical companies to do research into drug-induced nutrient depletions on their drug and publicize that as part of the approval process for new drugs. But I know how the relationship is between the Food and Drug Administration and the pharmaceutical industry, so I'm not going to hold my breath and hope that that's going to happen in my lifetime. But at least by my being able to publicize the whole issue of drug-induced nutrient depletions. I hope more people will be aware of the fact and start to look into whether or not their drugs are causing nutrient depletions. And um, what happens oftentimes, I mentioned earlier, people get nutrient depletions, they develop more symptoms, go to the doctor and get another drug. So it's really important to understand if your drug is creating some nutrient depletions and compensate by taking the appropriate nutritional supplements. Now, there's a couple of things I want to mention here, which are nutrients that are commonly depleted by a lot of other drugs, not specifically Parkinson's disease drugs. But these nutrient depletions can influence Parkinson's disease patients. One of them is coenzyme Q10, really incredibly important antioxidant nutrient that's required in the mitochondria for energy production. There are many, many drugs that deplete coenzyme Q10 or inhibit the body's ability to synthesize it. Statin drugs are one of the big categories, but there are numerous other categories. Um, Metformin for diabetes and all the estrogen medications like uh, birth control pills and hormone replacement therapy and some of the psychotherapy drugs and so forth, lots of different categories of commonly prescribed drugs will deplete coenzyme Q10. So I think it's important for, I think everybody can benefit by taking a really good quality coenzyme Q10 as a supplement. You will get more energy. It will improve your mitochondria in your cells and their ability to produce energy. However, there's a big issue with coenzyme Q10. Many of the products on the market have very low levels of absorption, literally only 1% or 2%. I'm connected to a company in Denmark that has the best uh, coenzyme Q10 absorbability um, on the market, as far as I I know. And um, I've done an arrangement with them where people can use a specific code and get a 20% discount. Uh, The name of the company is PharmaNord, P-H-A-R-M-A, capital N-O-R-D. I think their CoQ10 is the best in the world, and I'll give the code for you to use. Uh, I'll give it to Dr. Rogers. He can post it in the show notes, and if you go to PharmaNord's website and put in the code um, that we'll give you, you can get a 20% discount on their Coenzyme Q10. One quick note, Coenzyme Q10 is a fat-soluble nutrient. We don't absorb fat-soluble nutrients very efficiently. So if you take coenzyme Q10 at your mealtime, when you have fat in the meal, you'll enhance the absorption of the CoQ10. Um, another thing I want to mention, uh, glutathione is important for um, Parkinson's disease patients, and all, glutath- uh, excuse me, all Parkinson's disease patients are, are generally found to be low in their glutathione levels. And you can take a product called RegActive, R-E-G apostrophe, ACTIV, the RegActive products contain a very unique strain of probiotic bacteria called Lactobacillus fermentum ME3. We refer to it just as ME3 for simplicity. This strain of bacteria, ME3, synthesizes glutathione in the human gut. So a human clinical trial, people taking ME3 got a 49% increase in active uh, glutathione levels in their uh, blood plasma. So this is astounding. This is a revolution in healthcare and medicine to be able to boost your glutathione levels because glutathione is called the master antioxidant. It's the most prevalent antioxidant in the human body. It protects more of your body than all the other antioxidants combined. So really important to boost your glutathione levels and Dr. Rogers and I will provide information in the show notes about how and where you can order these RegActive products that contain lactobacillus fermentum ME3. And um, in general, patients taking ME3 don't just get higher glutathione levels. The glutathione that the bacteria are producing will re-energize Oxidized vitamin C and vitamin E and CoQ10 and lipoic acids are upping all your antioxidant protection level by taking lactobacillus fermentum ME3 and increasing your glutathione levels. Um, last topic I want to briefly touch on here has to do with your microbiome and the health of your gastrointestinal ecosystem. We now know that a healthy microbiome is the foundation of health, all health problems start in the gut. And so it's very important to take a good quality probiotic. And I have been interviewed by Dr. Rogers previously about Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, which I feel are the best probiotic in the world. Because Dr. O'Hara's is made differently than every other probiotic in the world. It uses a multi-year fermentation process that allows the bacteria time to digest the foods they're given and produce compounds that are called post Biotic metabolites, and we now know that these postbiotic metabolites, the compounds produced by the probiotic bacteria, are the master health-regulating compounds for the entire body. These postbiotic metabolites influence every single organ system in your body, especially your brain and your immune system. And in order to get a healthy microbiome and a healthy production of these postbiotic metabolites, you must consume a lot of dietary fiber because it's dietary fiber that is the primary food for your probiotic bacteria so that they can produce these postbiotic metabolites. Um, I will give Dr. Rogers links to some articles that I've written on uh, postbiotic metabolites and also the glutathione lactobacillus fermentum ME3 topic so that you can access the articles I've written and some information about how and where to order these products. So I have talked nonstop for almost an hour here. I hope I haven't put uh, too many of you to sleep. I hope you've uh, gained some insight and some new information that will be helpful in your long-term process towards trying to improve your health. So I will stop here and take a deep breath and turn it back to you, Dr. Rogers. (laughs) Well, you have
0: mentioned in passing the emerging role of nutrition in being able to prevent and slow down the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, could you
1: tell our audience a little bit more about
0: this topic?
1: Sure, you bet. There's more information starting to be published in the medical literature about the emerging role of nutrition in Parkinson's disease. And these are things that I've, I've kind of covered, like your antioxidant nutrients are some of your best nutritional friends. They help to slow down the free radical damage that takes place over time. And the amino acids that I talked about, which get depleted by um, the L-DOPA medication, um, if you supplement with these nutrients, you will help to improve your symptoms and slow down the process of deterioration and reduce the likelihood that you become depressed. And so these are some of the areas where nutrition is starting to, to emerge as a critical focus point in the overall treatment protocol for people with Parkinson's disease. So um, it, it's not just taking prescription drugs like L-dopa and carbidopa. We also want to focus on the bioelectrical uh, system in the body with things like post-electromagnetic frequency healing devices and also on the nutritional components so we can try to get uh, better nutrients into the body and then with the PEMF medical devices that stimulate circulation, you get a better delivery of all these nutrients to every cell in your body. So that's a little bit of uh, information about the emerging role of nutrition in Parkinson's disease. It ties in nicely with uh, the pulsed electromagnetic frequency healing devices because uh, stimulating your microcapillary circulation will increase the delivery of these nutrients to every cell in your body. It's really one of the most important things, I think, that people can do for themselves. Um, I have been passionately involved in the science and technology of anti-aging and life extension now for over 40 years, and these pulsed electromagnetic frequency medical devices are now my number one recommendation for healthy aging and healthy longevity.
0: Ross, well, you mentioned that you'd be happy to share some more specific information about a specific device that you would strongly recommend. How can my audience be able to get in touch with you?
1: Um, listening audience can uh, send me an email at Ross R O S S at naturalpharmacist.net. Let me repeat that, Ross, R-O-S-S, at naturalpharmacist, P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T dot net. And please, in your email, tell me that you listened to me on Dr. Rogers's podcast so I will know who you are and where you're coming from. And along with your full name, and your email address, please tell me where you live, what part of the country, or what part of the world you live in. So I'll have that information also.
0: And of course, you know how to get in touch with me out there who are in the class. Uh, so if you'd like to be able to contact me and learn more about what uh, both Ross and I would recommend, uh, please feel free to do that. We have a number of you who called in to the class today. Now, while Ross is here and available to answer questions, if you have a specific question that you'd like to ask him, you can press star 2 on your phone. That raises your hand, and I will click you in so you could ask him the question. Or you might have a very specific uh, topic that you'd like for him to also discuss. So here's your chance to connect in with natural pharmacist Ross Pelton and get his response to a very specific question that you might have.
1: And I I see, Dr. Rogers, also there's a couple of questions already posted here that I can respond to. Uh, One of them, the question is, does PEMF also help lymph flow? Yes, it does. And, in fact, uh, there's a medical doctor in Southern California whose practice is totally devoted to lymphedema. And this happens in a lot of women who have um, radiation surgery following breast cancer. And the radiation has a lot of um, post-radiation side effects because it damages the lymphatic vessels, and those women don't have good lymphatic drainage, and they end up very swollen arms and swollen armpits and so forth. And we're now finding out that, these pulsed electromagnetic frequencies do also stimulate lymph flow and help lymphatic drainage. Um, another question here that came up, uh, does periximary... I always have trouble pronouncing the name of this uh, drug, the generic name Mirapex is the, the brand name, and paramipexiole, I- P-R-A-M-I-P-E-X-I-O-L-E, always been a tongue twister for me. Do those drugs cause nutrient deficiencies? Um, to my note, uh, there have not been any studies on those drugs, um, so I can't report on that. But I, I really feel, Dr. Rogers, that all, almost all prescription drugs are going to cause some level of nutrient um, depletions because these prescription drugs are foreign substances to the body. And it requires a lot of nutrients to metabolize and excrete these drugs, these foreign substances. So if you're taking drugs regularly over time, the nutrients that are required for the detoxification pathways are bound to become somewhat depleted over time. Uh, Another question I'll respond here uh, to, does PEMF frequency at 60 hertz, i.e. power line frequency? Um, the PEMF frequencies generally run between um, 10 and 35 hertz, so it's a little bit lower than that. And um, it says, will P, another question, will PEMF also help bipolar depression? Um, I don't want to make a projection there. I think that PEMF will help most types of depression, But if there's not a clinical trial that's been done on it, I don't want to make a a projection on it. So I'm going to actually uh, kind of tentatively pass on that particular question. Uh, I haven't researched bipolar depression with PEMF. Thank you. I didn't hear what he said about how how much these machines cost. Uh, How much they cost? There's a range of prices. Uh, The one that Dr. Rogers and I Um, really feel is the best in the whole industry, costs uh, $5,990. And sometimes that price seems uh, to be steep for people, but a majority of people that I know who purchase this equipment get a zero-interest Citibank credit card. I've never known anybody to be declined for this request. It's a very easy card to get approved for and so you purchase your beamer with the zero, excuse me, the uh, PEMF device with your uh, zero interest Citibank credit card and your payments are roughly about $350 a month for 18 months. One thing we haven't mentioned yet, but um, almost all the companies that sell these devices um, use a direct marketing um, format. And so after you purchase one, if you turn around one and sell one to somebody else, you get about a $1,500 commission. So there are many people who get their own device and then in talking to their friends and family about it, there are one or several people who purchase devices from them, and they end up getting commissions that easily offset their monthly payments for their own personal device. So a lot of people are turning this into a a positive cash flow situation, and I'm actually actively marketing these devices to healthcare professionals, um, functional medicine doctors and chiropractors and physical therapists and compounding pharmacists and so forth, and many of these healthcare professionals who have integrated them into their practice are actually um, providing a big win-win because the pulsed electromagnetic frequency healing devices are providing unique and unparalleled health benefits to patients. And at the same time, it's creating a new source of um, income for the healthcare practitioner. And one thing I'm continually trying to do is support. Integrative alternative healthcare practitioners in their highly competitive fields against the traditional medical community. And um, for example, compounding pharmacists are struggling to compete against the the Rite Aids and the CVSs and the Walgreens of the world, these um, big chain drug stores. So anything I can do. To help to promote the financial success of alternative complementary healthcare practitioners, um, I think it's a, a big win-win because they can make a little extra money on it, and they provide a very unique, um, unparalleled set of health benefits to the patients by making available the PEMF devices. Do these devices work as well as a hyperbaric oxygen chamber? Well, there there has not been a study comparing the two, but I think that the PEMF devices will really be more effective than hyperbaric oxygen, because first of all, you only do one hyperbaric oxygen uh, chamber session a day, and usually you don't do more than 20 sessions or so over a period of three to four weeks, and then you're done, and you stop them, but with a PEMF device, you can do it twice a day, every day, 365 days a year. Um, So um, I think that PEMF will actually work better. And I want to just cycle back to another um, comment that somebody asked about just a little earlier, if I can get back. Um, uh, The comment was, will PEMF devices be effective against uh, depression and bipolar disorders? And I did just do a quick search here, and there's a study um, uh, published in the Harvard Magazine It talks about mood and magnetic stimulation, and they talk about uh, these magnetic frequencies being used for bipolar depression. So there's a um, study in an article that is talking about the use of these devices in um, a bipolar model.